Welcome to this week's Eccentric Minute, brought to you by Eccentric. This week's Eccentric Minute is the K-Box Kickstand RDL. This is an exercise that ticks a lot of boxes for me. We're looking at single leg strength, we're looking at posterior chain strength, and we're looking at anti-rotary stability all in one exercise. Uh, for this one, I like to do it with my back foot on the toe plate that comes with the K-Box. This is something that's really helped me when it comes to being able to sit more into that front leg's hip. Uh, I like to set my foot right even with where the tether comes up from the K-Box and then give it a good old kick back, push your hips back, keep your shoulders square, and really stretch into that hamstring and the hip of the front leg. From there, we're just trying to drive that foot down, pull our hips through, and again, keeping that posture and trying not to drop our shoulders. Give this one a try. I'm sure it's one that you and your athletes are going to love and see great results from. I really hope you enjoyed this week's Eccentric Minute. Make sure you check them out at eccentric.com to find out everything you need about the K-Box and the K-Pulley. Being a strength and conditioning professional requires constant pursuit of better knowledge, better methods, and better means. But what if there was a place where strength and conditioning coaches could learn from some of the most innovative practitioners in the world, such as Jeff Moyer, Lachlan Wilmot, William Wayland, James the Thinker Smith, and Kirwenham Flat. Well, you can find multiple lectures from each of these top-level coaches and a few lectures and examples from yours truly as well, all in the Strength Coach Network. The Strength Coach Network is going to bring you well over a hundred different lectures from some of the top practitioners in the world to be your one-stop shop for your continuing education and professional development. So hop on over to strengthcoachnetwork.com slash today and get your 48-hour trial for only a dollar. That's strengthcoachnetwork.com slash CVASPS to get your 48-hour trial for only a dollar. I look forward to seeing you in the Strength Coach Network. Candice, thank you so much for spending the time with us today. Thank you for having me. I'm excited to be here. Yeah, dude, this is great. You know, and it's, it's funny. This is round two for us trying to do this. We actually made an effort at this and just got ranting for an hour the last time. But before we got uh, into that, I'm glad I hit the button here so we can get this down. But for the quarter of a human being who doesn't know who Candace is and where she's at, uh, just let them know, you know, who is Candace and, and what are you doing out there in, in uh, Colorado? Yeah, so I actually just switched. I wouldn't say careers necessarily, but the realm in which I was doing my career, I was collegiate strength and conditioning coach for 13 years. Um, big part of who I was. It was funny how much my identity was wrapped up into that, but I just left University of Louisiana. I was just an athletic director out there for athletic performance. Um, and I took a job actually at a high school as the director of um, sports performance here. So a little bit of a change, uh, a little bit obviously change of scenery from the swamp to the mountains. Um, but yeah, so working with high schoolers now, it's, it's definitely been different, and I'm sure we'll talk about that. But high school versus college, I am really being thrown into the water on this one. So it's been fun, though. Um, and I've been here, I think, for about six weeks now. Yeah, I think that before we get too far into that whole transition, which is really fascinating to me, I think something that you just said early on, is something that we probably need to talk about first. And it's something that a lot of coaches struggle with, present company exceptionally included in that. 
let's talk about that identity shift and let's talk about how that went because you talked a little bit about that in my thoughts Monday that you did but I think that that's something that's important you know it's I think that all too often a lot of us work to live instead of live we live to work instead of work to live that's how it goes right and Mm -hmm. I, I think that more than in any profession coaching you you see that and I, I've been trying to ask myself why that is, because when I made this transition, people trans job. I think with college, maybe it's more intimate or we take more ownership of it because for one, the free internships that we do very early on, what we sacrifice because, oh, it's in the middle of football season, so I can't go to that wedding well, I'm going to miss this funeral because we have a practice. Like these ridiculous things and standards that we set on missing out on life because well, we have to be here because guess what? I guess the weight room is going to fall apart or burn down if we ever walk out and leave it or shut it down for a day. And it's this mentality of we have to walk up hills both ways. So I think because of all the sacrifice we give, we tend to wrap ourselves up in it a little bit more because we do have that very unhealthy like work-life balance. But then the more I thought about it, I'm like, well, people still do that and CEOs of companies and all that. But I think it's also because of the human beings that we work with. We get this bond with these kids from their freshman year to their senior year. And guess what? They're They're on campus. Their parents really aren't around, especially if you have foreign kids. You get this really intimate relationship that's more than just you and the barbell on the floor with them that maybe you don't experience if you're a personal trainer or if, I don't know, you're at a high school because they do go home and their parents are involved. That's what I'm noticing. There's a difference in the shift with the relationship that you have with them. Um, And maybe that's why we wrap it up in our identities a little bit more because we don't become their parents. But I know I used to say like, oh, but I have 200 kids. Here in the high school level, like I don't really feel like that as much, maybe because it's I'm new. But maybe that's why we wrap our identity up into it a little bit more is not only the hours we pull, but the relationships that you build, because God forbid you travel with the teams. Now you're with them even more. Um, and then you're at practices warming them up. So I feel like maybe just the time that we spend because it's not with machines and it's with humans, all of a sudden even more of our identity, that we find them as a family. So they're not just our job, they're our family. Um, and then you're watching them when they leave, how many wedding invitations have you gotten? How many times have they told you, well, I've had a kid or I went to this? So it's not like your job just ends there. It continues as they go through life. So I think for me, that's probably why my identity was wrapped up in that so much. Um, and like I said, the unhealthy like work-life balance, which you want to be great at anything, you got to pour more into it. So yeah, it, it's funny though. It will really smack, and I think ego, yeah, I think that's a huge one too. But I, no, I, I, I'm with you 100%. I think that a lot of that is just like, it's hard, you know, like, because I think that all too often, like, we also take on things that we maybe don't have to, you know, two particularly fun jobs that we were just talking about before we started uh, that we've both been working on. But let's talk about that transition. You know, obviously, it was quick, obviously, you know, there, there's some, some things that you just kind of were like, Hey, there's the water. Let's dive in. So 
how was it? How was it moving from, as you said, you know, the swamp to the mountains? Oh my gosh, I didn't think I was gonna miss Louisiana so much. Or I guess I, I guess you really don't know how great you have it until you leave a place. Um, and when I'm looking at the staff that I worked with, I already knew I had a fabulous staff and a great athletic department that I worked with when I was at UL. But I think I recognized that even more when I left and I became a department of basically one, because there's just one of me in this sports department right now. Now, given, if you want to be optimistic, imagine how much growth we can have here. That's the exciting part. And once again, I have an administration here that's willing to grow and we are at a private school. So there are funds that can allow that to happen. It's just going to take time. So I think the transition for me is walking away from a staff of 15 to one, walking away from an administration that I had 100% trust in to where I'm now like, oh, not only am I leaving that, but I'm in high school. So I think over the past six weeks, plus it being COVID. So like, I think I was telling you earlier, my first week here after, you know, working with the football team, we all got put into quarantine for two weeks. And so then everything had to happen virtually. And part of this kind of job is I teach two weightlifting classes. Now, given it's with athletes, um, so within my first week, I literally was just on Zoom with these kids. I had no other human interaction. So I think that transition made it a little bit harder because everything had to be done on the computer. Um, and then after two weeks of that, we were back in school for two weeks. And then the past two weeks, we've been back on Zoom again. Now I can still train the kids this time because we're not in quarantine there, but it's definitely made this transition interesting. 2020 just keeps adding. Um, but at the same time, I think it's given me some time to slow down because I don't have to be there 24 hours a day because I still get to transition easily from home. So I guess the optimistic part is, you know, you know how it is to go into a new place. You'll pull 16 hour days, you go in and it's dark and you leave and it's dark. I haven't had to extremely do that because I've been forced to slow it down because of COVID. Um, so the transition was interesting. And then athletes alone <laughs> you're working with 14 to 17 year old kids versus 18 to 22 year olds there's a lot of things they have in common um but then there's so many differences on their training age think simple and you got to take it back even further so it's making me dig into a toolbox and come up with some different things that i haven't had to do <laughs> no i think that's awesome because it's like I've been lucky for a long time to be able to work at a high school too. And it's, it really makes you have to revisit the educational aspect of the house, especially now. Like I think that a lot of people who are newer to what we do are kind of getting spoiled because if they're in college, there's a lot of people that are in positions like, you now that are training kids and they actually, they, like there was a time, believe it or not, to everyone listening, where we would have kids come in and you would say, go grab a dumbbell. And they would say, what's a dumbbell? Mm -hmm. Like, I wish I was joking, but like, it's true. Like, let alone, like, let me see you squat, you know, like, holy mackerel. Or, you know, like they maybe knew what a pull-up was because they had to do that in gym class because they used to have mm -hmm. gym class too. I'm sure for all like the real young kids, they're all like, what is this old guy talking about right now? 
Um, but now you've got kids who they either have someone in high school or they have uh, their own person that mm-hmm. trains them and does these things. And it, it's really fun to go back and get to do that. Oh, it's back to the basics for sure. And I guess the other thing that I didn't realize that we don't have to worry about at college because technically when they're in college, like they have to answer to the coach, they have these expectations. Well here, yeah, they may play a high school sport, but they play four of them. Then they also play for their club team. And then they also have a personal trainer that their club team sends them to. And then their parents know somebody at X, Y, and Z. So they go train there. So my first weekend, I had a kid off the lacrosse team that comes in and he's like, man, it was so hard on Monday. I was like, really? He's like, well, I had practice with lacrosse. Then I had you after school. Then I went to my club team. And then I had the personal trainer that trained us after. I'm like, whoa, 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 whoa. You had what? So there's these things that I haven't had to deal with at the college level because I got very fortunate because it's college. Like you are what they have. They don't outsource any of this. So my first week, I was like, I have to change things. I, as much as I don't want to be like, I'm not modifying for that. Like it's either that or they come to college with three ACL tears. So there's a lot of things that I'm seeing that I noticed in the freshman that we would get that would just blow my mind. But now I'm like, oh, wow, I get why that happened now. And it's not that people are trying to do it. It's just these kids are trying to do a thousand different things. Plus take all these AP classes and their parents have to drive them 45 minutes to an hour just to get to school. Not counting the whatever times. So it's just, it's amazing to me how simple you have to make it or you're going to hurt them or they're just not ready for the load. Oh, dude, a trillion percent. And it's like, I think that's funny how you bring that up too, because it's, we used to run into that all the time at the swim club where it would be like, oh, well, I'm going here too. Oh, and I'm doing this too. Oh, and I have my high school team. Oh, and I have, I'll just look at them and be like, you know, I love you, right? And I'm not going to be mad. Like if you're like, Jay, I got to, I, I can't do this. Yep. Like, like I, I'm sure the coaches are going to be like, well, you need to go do that or not. Like, but like, and, and especially in that subculture, and I'm sure in a private school, like if, if there was like two different types of kids, there was the nine AP kids, and then there was the non-AP kids. <laughs> and it's like the nine AP kids are tripping all the time because it's like, I got 75 tests and 36 papers and I got to do this, that, and this, and da, 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 da. And then yep. the non-AP kids are the ones that are doing nine workouts and have a job and mom and dad are making me. And it's like, I think that- The craziest what that, is how many kids are late to stuff because of parents. Yeah, I'm not mad parent, but the parent has a full-time job and because we're on Zoom, they got to drive them in. So then I'm like, oh my gosh, my rules and regulations of like, it's black and white. You're either here or you're not. That doesn't exist anymore. And I can't, and part of me is like, okay, how much of it was the kid that maybe made the parent late? But then the other part's like, no, this woman's a business lady that can afford to pay 20,000, whatever to have her kid come here. She has bills to pay. 
So if her kid's late to a practice, like, so it's just kind of funny to me, the things that I would live and die by, like, you can't, I can't do that now. So that's the other identity part is, okay, what are my new rules and regulations that fit to the culture that I'm in now? Um, and it just really makes you reinvent yourself. And if you're some person that sat at a school for 10 years and you can have it like this, it just throws your life up into chaos. Cause you're like, everything has to change. <laughs> and we're old. We don't like change. <laughs> um, or nutrition, nutrition at this level, these kids don't eat. That's the other thing. We were so fortunate having a training table, having dietitians, having snacks. Like these kids aren't eating. They may eat a piece of toast for breakfast. They may snack on a bar at lunch with their friends. And then they come to you and they have an empty tank. And I'm like, how can we talk about protein and creatine? You didn't even eat any food today. Like, so it just makes me think of those freshmen when they say, this is so hard to eat. They're serious because they've never done it. Not because they couldn't afford it sometimes, but because they never had to, they never did it. So it just really blows my mind. If I could go back, I would definitely address freshmen in college different now, like a hundred percent. I think that's a good thing to, to go with. So what are some things, because well, my next question was going to be, because you were talking about the administration, administrative aspect is how that has helped, but how, are you reflecting now back at dealing with these younger people? How, how have you looked at some things that you have done from, you know, all the way back to like Baylor and before to where you are now and are being like, I would change some things and, and it would be better. I think you've got to have, I mean, I don't, everything is so done virtually. Like even when they're in the classroom, they're on their iPad. So communication skills, I think you've got to do more of putting them in situations where they have to speak, they have to talk. So you just handing them a sheet, is that that effective? Or can you get them to interact because they've never had to? Okay, the time management thing. I'm ticked off because they showed up five minutes late. But if that's a habit they've had for 16 years because they've always relied on mom and dad to do it, how do I expect it to change because they're with Candace Walls and they've been with me for five minutes? So I think like looking back at I'm working with a person and not a machine, I, I wouldn't say give them leeway because they still need to learn. But some of the things when I would be extreme about it, it's like the time management, help them, teach them, grab a calendar. Maybe I don't spend the first week training them. Maybe it's like, here's how you set up your schedule. Okay, here's how we eat. Well, I don't know how to eat. I just grab something or go or my mom makes it. Okay, well, let's set that up. So I think a lot of these frustrations, especially like some of these guys that want to pack on this weight or even these hoopers that don't eat, they just snack all day. I think taking more time and, st and not getting as frustrated and getting as many gray hairs as I did and thinking I'm a bad coach when I'm like, hey, you're breaking 17 years of a habit. And it's a habit that's developed that it's going to take more than a year. to. So stop getting mad. Stop punishing them constantly, whether that's making them clean the way, like take time to sit down and talk to them. Um, and what's crazy is even like just the mental health side of things. Are they balancing? How are they making their transition? Because I'm struggling with my transition. Could you imagine moving states, leaving your mom and dad and all that? I think my sensitivity, because I've gotten older, lessened. And I think we have to remember, remember that a little bit better. And maybe it's because I don't have kids. People say things change when you have kids. 
and maybe that's why, but I think looking back, being a little bit more patient and showing a little more grace toward them, um, toward the beginning. And then once your expectations build and these habits build, then that can change. But I think just trying to be very militant off the bat, come on, man, these kids had a half a piece of toast for four years, or some of them didn't even do that. And now I expect them to go to training table and eat. Come on, Jay, that's not gonna happen. No, it's not. And it's like, I'm just having these conversations every day with my freshman point guard, who's in all seriousness, like we say this all the time, but he is the most sensational human being. Like he's great. He mm -hmm. just, I call him mayhem, like the guy from the ads, like, cause he just walks into rooms and like things fall off the walls, but it's, it's another yeah. story for another day. And it's like, my man, what do we have today? And he's like, Jay, I ate a chicken sandwich and I want to yell at him, but I'm like, that's so much better than pop tarts or mini muffins, which was the answer mm -hmm. for the last 30 freaking days. Yep. So it's like, is that a win? Is that a loss? Is that a tie? Or am I just going to be like, he ate, thank every deity on the planet that he ate something. Yep. And it's you just really trippy have to, like that. You have to redefine what your wins are. And instead of looking at it as a loss, it's just like, okay, it's a learning moment, learning opportunity here. And even with me, sometimes I'll coach something up. And when 20 of the kids get it wrong, I'm like, okay, I think I'm a great coach. I've done this for a while, but how did all of you get it wrong? And I'm like, you know what? I didn't make it simple enough. I probably talked for longer than 10 seconds and they zoned me out because guess what? They go in a trance on zoom and they're like this. And so when they get in person and I ask a question and nobody responds, I'm like, I don't need to unmute you talk. So I think there's lots of just lots of things I'm looking at and laughing at and being like, wow, I used to stress about this wow or oh my goodness i was super hard on this kid when really why didn't i just take the one percent win i talk about it was it really that big of a deal just let them have their snickers bar at least it's a calorie <laughs> and i think a lot of dietitians if they get to ever filtrate into the high school level and then go back to college where you have some cool stuff it would save them a headache I, it just makes me think of some of our educational talks and our breakdowns man, if I ramble more than three minutes, I've already lost them. I should have realized it. So even like just my simple break, what I thought was simple should have been 30 seconds. Make him repeat everything back to you and then it's done. So I love that. I love that. Make it quick, 30 seconds, make him repeat it back to you and then it's done. Yep. We love to hear ourselves talk. I mean, hell, I bet if you were to look back on your thing, I probably rambled for three, four minutes somewhere in there. And I didn't realize how bad I was at it until I got here. And these kids' eyes glossed, and you ask them, and they may have retained five of the words you said. And they don't care what the squad is for. Teach them how to do it, and then once they get that part, then you can tell them why they need to do it. Or if they ask, you tell them. But it's just too much of an overload. So, and they're not dumb kids by any means. It's just the way their attention spans are right now. And what's important to them, they have six AP classes they're in. And it makes me think of the pre-med kids. Are they retaining what you're saying, Candace? Do you have too much on your template? Did you really need to do all that? Like, so I don't know, it's just funny. I look back and I don't, it's, I think if I was to ever go back into college, 
And I had a friend of mine tell me that he went to high school for a while after he left college and came back. He's like, I'm the, I'm the best coach I've ever been because of that. So I just think it's building the toolbox deeper. So I think everybody at least wants, you don't have to switch jobs, but maybe go volunteer at something like this. It'll make your lens so much different. <laughs> yeah. And I think though, like that's some really big time points because at the end of the day, we like to think that what we do is super important. We also like to think that because it's super important, everyone else likes it. Yeah. And I think that we try to explain too many things, possibly, to rationalize to them for us why we're doing it when I think for the most part, they're probably just like, dude, I don't care if I'm front squatting or back squatting. I'm just going to go do it. Yep. And you may have those few, but they're very few. They're in there because they have to be, or they know they need it for their sport or for whatever thing it is. And it's the same in college. So why do we get angry when they don't remember what this thing is? Just recap it, move on. And if they retain it, then you got to win that. Day, become a better coach. So instead of getting frustrated with them, just embrace it as an opportunity to reteach. <laughs> That's what I've had to learn. Because I'm like, how do you still not know what this is? And I'm like, I, we went over it 20 times, and I'm like, Candace, it's probably you. If they didn't retain it, it's got to be you. So it just makes you go back to it, redo it. Here's the other thing too, dude. Like, think of it this way. Like, other than zoom fatigue or zoomed out or whatever they're calling it they're getting lectured to all day and now they're going someplace to exercise and some meat stick is now lecturing them about bar position word yep like think of it that and i've never thought of it until you said that i'm just like No wonder, no wonder, like, my fifth-year guys look at me and they're just like, here we go. Well, this is the other thing. These teachers, these poor teachers, man, this isn't easy. Like, I even said it when COVID started. I was like, wow, these teachers happen to teach, like, hats off to them. No, it's true because they have parameters, especially if you're in a private school where people are paying you to go there and you've got to give this education, especially if it's a preparatory school that has all these AP classes, your curriculum has to be a certain thing. And there's these parameters you have to stick it in. And then you're putting all these kids on screens. And there's been so many times I've seen others, like students that have had like two or three siblings on their computers off to the side with headphones. So it's craziness what they're having to teach and what these kids are having to retain. Um, And if you have any type of learning disability at this point, I can only imagine the struggle you're going through or the social anxiety because you're not around anybody all day. And then they get thrown in with me and it's like, okay, let's be loud. Let's play music. We have people around. It's just a lot of different stimuluses and they're 14 to 18. Their brains are not formed and that's a lot to handle. And then their poor mom and dad or whoever is raising them has to take them to school, bring them back. Cause sometimes they'll have a split day. They'll only come till 12. But then you have practice after school, so their parents have to re-bring them at three. Could you imagine that? I wouldn't want to be a parent right now during the Zoom era and all 
it's, it's a lot. Um, so yeah, there's just, it's kind of funny. This was a good shakeup though. I'm excited. The kids are super nice though. They'll be like, thank you so much, coach Walls. Thank you. Thank you. And I'm like, thank you for what coaching. You're welcome. Like super polite. So there's in that other side of they're appreciative. I don't think, I mean, so far it may just be the school that I'm at, but there's real no knuckleheads. They all thank me. And I'm like, you're welcome. Like, it's the strangest thing. But then they'll all do it, like all 40 of them. And they call me ma'am, because they can't call you Candace. Like in college, I was like, I'm just Candace, let's go on. It has to be coach with that around it. And it's kind of funny to me, because a soccer coach at Baylor, she's like, my legal name is not Coach Jobson. I'm just Marcy. Call me Marcy. If I have to have coach behind my name to gain respect, I messed up somewhere. So once she started telling me that, I was like, wow, I agree with that. So from that moment on, I went by Candace. But it's against the rules here to do that. Like, I have to have these kids call me coach. So sometimes I'll catch myself being like, oh, this is awkward. <laughs> um, but it's just little things. But And then you can't, they can't have your phone number. You have to do everything through an app. So there's no, like, texting anything like that, which isn't a big deal. It actually... Just everything goes on an app, but you're just working with minors now. So you have to think you can't be ever alone. So like a one-on-one -on -one extra session, you can't be, oh yeah, whatever, come on up into the weight room. We'll do this extra session. Like there's got to be multiple people. So it's, it's just little things that I'm like, I never thought about that, <laughs> but legally that makes so much sense. Oh yeah. It's a whole nother world. Yeah, but I'm glad you're doing great. And it sounds like that this is something that you're really fired up about. And your the challenge is a good one. I think you grow the most most when you're uncomfortable. And if it makes you uncomfortable, and you're like, uh, it's probably where you need to be in that moment. So I mean, and if you get too comfortable, I don't think there's anything wrong with comfort. But like, even you, you've been there for a while, but you're redoing, you know, your stuff like it's uncomfortable to you right now, because look at all the stuff you're having to do. So I think if you Yeah, I don't want to talk about that. <laughs> you just have to make sure that you add on challenges to yourself because you gotta you gotta get uncomfortable sometimes so it's it's interesting for anybody that would like to talk about it they can always reach out I'm still learning and you know what I need to do is I need to reach out to more high school coaches and ask them like how do you balance this that's one thing I haven't done yet budgets uh, that just have two people like the way they pull that off, I'm impressed. Yeah, you know, like you said earlier when we were talking, it's kind of like back to the intern life. Huh. But you add a decade on to your age and your body does not recover like it used to. <laughs> yeah, a decade for some, it'd be almost two for me. So, woof. I'm just impressed with the people that come straight out of like an internship or maybe undergrad and they go straight into high school. I'm like, I wouldn't, I would have failed at this job if I wouldn't have had this college experience and like time management and balance and gone through all that. I don't think I would be successful at the high school level. There's so many factors you have to deal with parents, the way the school set up, like the different, like how basic you have to keep it. I really thought about this and I'm like, I, I was telling somebody about it. I'm like, I don't think I would do well at this job at all if I would have started this 10 years ago. I think because I've had the college experience and being out of balance stuff is the only reason I think I would be staying afloat right now. 
So for those people that come straight out of undergrad or your first internship and you come to this, that's off to you. I don't know how you do it, <laughs> but so you're going to come and, uh, I don't know, work with me for like two weeks, right? <laughs> I'll tell you, I, at this point, I don't know what we're going to do with anything. I'm just hoping that, so this will air early December. So I'm hoping that after this has gone up, like we actually did fly to Kentucky and play those three games and then to Charleston mm -hmm. to play and, you know, wherever else after that. Cause it's just like, I couldn't imagine. Like, I just still can't imagine the travel in this situation, let alone, like, I've had people reach out and they're like, yo, can we come in and hang out and check out what you do? And it's like, dude, like, every yeah. other year, yeah, but like. Now, no. It's just, it's just the risk. Wild. Yeah, dude, it's wild. It's like, do I take this risk for this one person? And if you kind of want that social aspect, I miss having those coaches come in or anybody like that. But the travel, the fact that, we've been able to pull off, especially in the college ranks, what they've been able to do. But for example, like when we went into quarantine for those first two weeks, we missed a football game. So these four high school seniors, they're gonna have five games total their senior year. And you know what the thing I didn't think about? How are they gonna have tape to show to colleges? Maybe they didn't have such a great junior year, but they blossomed over the summer and then they could get some looks like, you only have four or five games to prove that. And so it makes me think for all the other sports, like, wow. Um, and they don't get it back like college does. It's not like, oh, well, this semester doesn't count. You can get an extension and you have next year to play. High schoolers, it's done. So the mental bearing that that puts on them, it, I couldn't imagine. It's like, oh, wow, I played three games my senior year. That's it. Football's done for me. At least for the, I mean, kudos to the NCAA for extending it and giving people another chance, I guess. I looked at it different when I was there, but now being here to where I see it ends, I'm like, oh, dang. <laughs> yeah, it's crazy like that, dude. Just the, the absolute finality that occurs in every season is, it's wild. Like, and it's, some of it is not even built up for, so. But I guess on the other side, you're teaching these kids the hard lesson of life. Mm -hmm. Sometimes it doesn't pan out the way you want it. And I think that's, I've heard people say, oh, kids are so soft nowadays. Really, like, this is the most abrupt, like, you're done. You're done. Like, <laughs> it's over with. I mean, imagine having to deal with that. I don't know how I would have dealt with that at 17. If it's like, oh, well, two people got sick and we quarantined, so now your season only has three games. How does, yeah. that, how does that sit in a kid's brain? So. It can't. It can't. But, well, listen, Candace, this is awesome. And it's, I'm really excited for where you're at and what you're doing and the opportunity that you have in front of you. Where can people, other than your awesome My Thoughts Mondays that you're putting out you know, with us, where can people see more, learn more, find out more about what's going on? Um, well, I'm actually going to start an Instagram page because I think it would be kind of neat to show the journey and the transition. And the guy that was before me at this high school, I think he was here for three years. He may have started the program. He did such a great job. Um, and I kind of want to show everything that he's done that he laid before and then kind of just 
the transition of myself through the high school ranks. So there'll be an Instagram page. It'll be out there. It'll be linked on mine that I have, which is wall strength. So if anybody wants to talk, chat, ask questions, maybe you're on the fence about this transition or maybe a different transition in life, like feel free to call text. It's scary, man. There's been many tears shed. There's been many moments where I'm like, what did I just do? But I don't know. I feel deep in my gut that this is where I needed to be. So if anybody needs anything, just feel free to message me. Um, but it's wall strength on Instagram, or you can email me, which is just my name, Candace B walls at gmail.com. And I can answer anything that you want. Um, but thank you so much for having me on today. Um, but I guess just, I, I think we talked about it earlier. Don't let 2020 look at it. Like, wow, this is what I got from it. Not, Oh, wow. This is what happened to me. Yeah, so no that would doubt. be my biggest thing I'd like to put out there. <laughs> yeah. You know, poor optometrist. That's all I keep saying, right? It's 20, 2020 was the year of the eye doctor, but oh, yeah. it's, uh, guess Is we it didn't... poor or now do they have mega money? Cause they're just rolling in all of it. I don't know, but these poor people, <laughs> like I actually went and saw my optometrist. I actually coached his daughter the swim club and he's like yeah 2020 was our year and I'm just like yeah but you didn't see this coming huh it's like <laughs> you know uh but no Candace as always dude it's awesome to see you I'm so glad you're doing great it's great to chop it up and I I, I can't wait to catch up again soon and truly appreciate your time you are welcome thank you yeah well, we will be in touch real soon cheers thank you welcome